When it's time to seed grass, fertilize turf, or add a pop of color to your yard, Blaine's Farm and Fleet's got you covered with unbeatable deals on lawn and garden essentials. Find value on everything you need in-store or online at farmandfleet.com. How many dollar here would get 25? Who wants to be 25? 25 would get 50 dollar. 50 bit, 50 there would get 7,500. There would give 100 down quarter. 125. The sound of an auctioneer tugs on my heartstrings. Growing up, we found all sorts of treasures at the local farm auctions, from antique tractors to doll furniture. And nothing is better as a kid than a hot dog and a soda pop from the lunch wagon. I'm Stephanie Hoff for the Midwest Farm Report. Jenny Gale joins us in studio. That was her chant you just heard. Jenny is with Bravo Benefit Auctions out of North Prairie, and she's a proud member of the Wisconsin Auctioneers Association. She says there's more to auctioneering than mastering the chant, and she walks us through what it takes to be the voice at the auction block. But first, she tells me how she got into the trade. It was part of my history and tradition. I grew up in an auctioneer's family, so auctions were just part of my lifestyle. Um, Growing up, my dad was an auctioneer, so I was introduced to it at an early age. You know, it really was not always something I wanted to do. Growing up um, in the auction family, we that was our way of life. When it came to a Saturday, a lot of times we would have a farm sale or an equipment sale. And as kids, we were expected to be there to help out that family business. And I always helped at the charity auctions and, you know, the farm auctions that we did. And then when it come time to go to college, I went away and I was kind of almost like, oh, good luck with that. But the truth is I couldn't stay away. I would come home on weekends from college and I would help out at the sales. And then all of a sudden it wasn't long and I was practicing my chant and I decided that I too wanted to go to auctioneer school. Because back then, women auctioneers, you know, in my area typically just weren't part of the conversation, right? Because it was mostly auctioneers were men and wore a cowboy hat. And so it's something that I wanted to try to do. So I investigated, searched it out and decided that I too was going to go to auctioneer school. So where is auctioneer school? Are there a lot of options out there? Where did you go? There are a lot of options, a lot of great auctioneer schools um, across the U.S., but where I did go to was Worldwide College of Auctioneering, and it was in Iowa. It's a nine-day class, and it's uh, very ambitious and fun to Right to learn about the auction chant and the auctioneer industry. And along the way, you make a lot of friends, and it's a great school to go to. I would recommend it. But like I said, there's a lot of great ones that are throughout the U.S. That's got to be pretty rigorous because you're learning everything about what it takes to be an auctioneer in addition to, yes, you have to have that chant. Can you walk me through some of the specifics that you pick up in auctioneer school and maybe something that you learned Even though you grew up in the auctioneering industry, maybe you picked up some lessons that you didn't know before. You know, going to auctioneer school was a way to just really connect with other people. It was up early. It was late. You know, you were up late practicing that chant and everything about the auction industry. But, you know, when you talk about that chant, there's so much more than just the chant and practicing the chant. It goes beyond that. You have to have product knowledge. There's so many asset classes 
that you can get into as an auctioneer, right? There's livestock auctioneers, there's auto, automobile auctioneers, personal property, real estate, charity auctioneers, fundraising. You know, you have to know about the assets that you're going to sell. Public speaking, you know, get some practice in the public speaking space because it's important. You're going to have that microphone right on that stage or on that auction block, and you really have to know how to communicate. Stage presence, right? Because you've got to be engaging to the audience. Everyone likes, you know, when there's some humor involved, and then you've got to be encouraging people to bid, right? Yeah. (laughs) And then when you talk about the auctioneer's chant, there's a lot of things that you have to be aware of and or practice, and that's your number scale. It's a lot of rhythm, right? And how you practice that rhythm, you can do some tongue twisters. So that's something we did at auction school. Here's an example. Tommy Atatomus took two T's, time to the top of two tall trees. Tommy Atatomus took two T's, time to the top of two tall trees. And then we have a really fun one that's called Betty Botter. Kind of goes something like this. Betty Botter bought some butter, but she said, this butter's bitter. If I put it in my batter, it'll make my batter bitter. So she bought a bit of better butter, put it in her bitter batter, made a bitter batter better. So does Betty Botter bought a bit of better butter. Right? There you go. (laughs) And one thing with your rhythm, when you have someone that's, you're going to be behind that microphone all day for that auction, you really want to have that rhythm and be interesting to listen to, right? That you can be easy to listen to for the people in the audience. Other things that we focus on for that chant is the speed, filler words, would you give, bid it at, voice control. And if you can combine all of that, your rhythm, your speed, and your voice control, your filler words, then it kind of sounds, you know, $10. I have 10. Now 15. Would it give 15? 10, 10, 15. Would it give 15, 15, 15, 20? And every auctioneer has different filler words. And you just got to use that filler word that's going to really go with your voice control, that's going to flow off of your tongue. So for every person, every auctioneer, it's different. That's why you never want to imitate another auctioneer. You want to make it your style. So how long have you been in the industry today? When I was 10 years old, I don't want to give away my age, but I've been working in the industry since I've been 10 years old. And that was just kind of doing some of the behind the scenes at the auction, running the sheets, helping out at, you know, with clerking, sometimes even helping out with the lunch stand. So I've been around the business a long time. What is your specialty today Mm -hmm. in the business? So my specialty is fundraising and charity auctions. So I do a lot of them as the auctioneer. And I also do help with classic car auctions. I work as a bidder's assistant out in the ring, and I'm also involved with the wholesale auto auction space. I've seen you at plenty of charity auctions from Dane County Breakfast on the Farm to the Blue Ribbon Dairy Products Auction at the Wisconsin State Fair. So people have probably seen you around in in, the, in southern Wisconsin. Where is your geographic uh, yeah. footprint? Yeah, so I am from North Prairie, Wisconsin, which um, is basically Waukesha County. When I talk about, you know, all these auctions that I do, I have to tell you one of them, the space that's really close to my heart is the county fair auctions, the animal sales, the the blue ribbon auction. For me, 
to go and help out at those auctions. I They always say I bring my caffeinated energy, right? And um, I just love to show up for those kids to help and support youth exhibitors in the state of Wisconsin because they work so hard, so hard. So this is kind of my plug. 4-H FFA programs in your communities, please, please support them. They are a cornerstone for the, our state of Wisconsin. And show up to those county fairs, to the animal sales and the Blue Ribbon auction. There's so many ways to support the youth exhibitors and their camp champions sponsorship opportunities. So show up for those kids. Jenny, what, what was your most memorable auction experience? Uh, most memorable, you know, I've had a lot of most memorable auction experiences, but I think probably the one that's most meaningful to me, is the first time that I ever got up on the auction block at a charity auction, and my dad was there. And I sold a golf outing, and my dad bid on the golf outing. He paid like $700 for this golf experience. And the funny part was, he doesn't even golf. So it was just kind of cute that my dad was there to support me buying that first auction item that I ever sold. So that is the most memorable item that I have sold. I remember one time when I was working as a ringman at a charity auction. And like I said, I'll bring my caffeinated energy and get a little bit excited. And as a ringman or a bidder's assistant, when you get a bid, you right away put your fist up in the air, right? And you say, yes, you call in that bid. And I remember one time that I was so excited, I got that bid and I threw that fist right up in the air and I was wearing a bracelet. And my bracelet went up off my hand. I seen it go way up in the air, slow motion, slow motion. And my bracelet fell down on the table at the fancy fundraising event and it just missed the mashed potatoes. So <laughs> my lesson is I don't wear bracelets anymore to auctions, but the people were good sports and we had a lot of fun with it. Yes, an in-person auction is definitely an experience. And it kind of leads me to my next question for you, Jenny, just wondering how you see the industry changing over the years that you've been involved and the strength of an in-person auction scene. You know, we're definitely seeing a lot of um, online auctions in the auction space. And you're right. It is. You do get a larger reach. But, you know, it just depends because there's nothing that can compare to that live auction experience. Right. We're bringing buyers and sellers together in a competitive bidding environment. Um, they will always be around We'll always have that need for that live auctioneer. But, you know, you're right. There, There is online auctions. And there's a lot of auctions now where they'll do both. They'll have the live auctions and then they'll also have the bidding platforms where you can be in your living room in Florida also bidding on the auction. So I like those auctions because it's the, the best of both worlds. Yep. Charity auctions are definitely growing strong, and especially, too, since, um, you know, COVID and the pandemic. Everybody likes to get together again. And um, and it's great because we do so many events, charity events for deserving organizations. And, you know, people want to come and support. 
do you see interest among young people, you know, when you're out and about that maybe, hey, they may be the next generation? Yeah, you know, every once in a while I'll have gals or, you know, young guys that will come up to me and talk to me a little bit about it. But, yeah, there's definitely opportunities out there. So many different auction asset classes. One of the cool things, too, a lot of people do not know about is like FFA offers a program It's an SAE, a supervised agricultural experience, and there's an auction class that's involved there. So, you know, I would encourage those kids to get involved in that program. If anybody ever has any questions, too, they can always reach out to me or Wisconsin Auctioneers Association is a great resource and it has a great membership with um, a lot of mentors. Jenny Gale along with us. She's with Bravo Benefit Auctions out of North Prairie and a proud member of the Wisconsin Auctioneers Association, walking us through what it takes to be the voice at the auction block and some of the fond memories that come along with such a rewarding career. The Wisconsin Auctioneers Association is getting together for its annual conference in Boston on January 29th through the 31st. You can learn more at wisconsinauctioneers.org. For the Midwest Farm Report, I'm Stephanie Hoff. What a good two to do anybody else. What a good two to do last call. Sold it your way $175.